0: Hey, you made it! Nice. Okay, technological issue solved. Amazing. How are you, Ross?
1: Slightly uh, distracted, but we'll we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. So, would you like to introduce yourself to our viewers?
1: Yeah, do you want me to tell you a little bit of, just about my career journey as well? I think it's quite relevant.
0: Uh, Yeah, I was telling them before you joined that we're going to discuss how mindfulness helps us make better career choices, right? And I would like you to start with introducing yourself and give us a bit of context of your journey.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Well, basically at the moment, or recently I founded The Grey Updraft, which is a company and website dedicated to psychology and well-being, and I have e-books and courses on there. And I think, finally, I've sort of found a purpose in life, a a purpose that I've been sort of trying to find for many years, since I was in my early teens, really. And especially, it's been quite a tough journey to this point, really has. It's been quite an all-consuming journey for me. And especially in my early 20s, I went through, like, a huge career crisis. And... uh, Mm. I'd spent, how many years would that be? Basically in high school, I was really good at maths and science and I ended up like the best student in my year. And I'm not trying to boast, I'm just trying to put into context how like, the was are right. I ended up on like the best student in my year and a lot of that was down to my maths and science. And I basically went down the journey of creating a career based on those and I studied... You know, I did like all the hard maths and science courses at school, and then at university, I heard there was a career that you could do that was very mathematical, but also earned a lot of money. It's called actuarial science, or mm. an actuary, I don't know if you've heard of that profession. Uh,
0: no, I'm not familiar. Sorry? Um, I'm not familiar with that, and yeah, how, how are you feeling with your choices?
1: Well, I was feeling fine, you know, up till the age when I started university, even the first two or three years, I was enjoying it. And I thought, yeah, this is right. And then I kind of, I had a couple of placements and that really opened my eyes because that was sort of the first time I'd actually come into contact with the profession. And I was surrounded by people who were, you know, fully grown adults. I was 19, 20 years old, fully grown adults with children and whatnot. All the like, the adult accoutrements, and that they were basically miserable people, and they basically moaned about job. You know, they had good salary, they had career security, and all this. And I think that experience really marked me, and it started like the beginning of a crisis for me. Well, last lasted probably about five years, and when I was about 21, just after I left university, I got the degree. I still did the degree and everything. Got a pretty good degree. And uh, I, not long after that, I started getting into like meditation and spirituality and psychedelics, personal development, you know, that kind of thing. And I kind of, I went through this huge identity, identity transformation and I realized that I physically, ethically, morally, spiritually, couldn't do that career and mm. that was sort of like the, when i was about 21 that was when the crisis really hit for me and i went through like two or three years of just being very very lost and i but i started getting in touch with my with other passions of mine like the personal development stuff really took it really changed me deeply and not not very not in a long space of time either just in a space or two or three years, like I've really changed as a person for the better and I got in touch with these, I got in touch with some more, a, a call to do a benevolent profession and to do something I was really passionate about. And I did some courses, read some books and so on and well, a year and a half ago I started the great updraft and from then it's been a lot, a lot of work trying to make this happen. So... I think now at this point in my life I'm sort of more aligned than I ever have been and I do feel very genuine and authentic when I'm doing my work so yeah that was kind of a short yeah. summary of my <laughs> That's journey. very
0: interesting what you're saying and uh, I think we share a lot in our career journey uh, I'm the same in my early 20s I wasn't sure of who I am. I just followed the norm of what a uh, school teaches you to get a, you know, a secure career and they don't teach you how to find your life purpose or something that resonates with who you are. And yeah. as you said, now you found something that feels authentic to you. And I wanted to ask you how mindfulness helped you in this journey because I can see that w- we both went through a lot of changes and it requires a lot of work and introspection and a, sp- a spiritual journey, yeah. right? And it's yeah. it all starts with mindfulness, I would say. So how, w- what is mindfulness for you? Let's start from there.
1: Yeah, better define it because it's kind of <laughs> a lot of definitions going on around there. So yeah, I just think it's a special way of experiencing what's going on inside us and around us. And it's it's both a skill and a practice. So it's it's something that we need to practice all the time. But also, as we do so, it becomes a skill. It's like it's becomes inbuilt inside us. And under the system that I've learned and I've taught to other people, there's three fundamental skills to it. Just very quickly, those are... Being able to hold moment to moment attention on what's going on inside us and around us, being able to isolate certain aspects, so isolate our emotions, for example, from everything else that's going on, like the visual field and the sounds around us and our thoughts and everything else, and also allowing allowing us to experience moment to moment, allowing us to exp- allowing ourselves to experience whatever we're experiencing, even if it's a really difficult emotion. And I'm kinda, Mm. I wanna talk about mindfulness in the context of emotions because really when it comes to career, I think this is a really, really important part of it. Um, I guess when it comes to mindfulness and emotions, it's about maintaining moment to moment attention on our emotional life, which includes our thoughts and our feelings. Isolating the emotions and thoughts and also allowing them to be there without resisting them. So those are like that's like the Mm. The background to it, I suppose and then well, yeah Anything you want to add?
0: Um, I think you you explained it beautifully and as you said we allow every experience to pass through us and yeah. When when you shed light on your experiences with with mindfulness, uh it will give you more control and it will be less painful even because you'll be able to detach from the situation instead of feeling like so absorbed into what's happening. And yeah. I think to to summarize it for me, mindfulness is when you become aware of what's happening within you and outside of you, and you're not living on autopilot anymore, where your thoughts are just happening to you and you have no control whatsoever. And it just gives you the power to take control over your life and to manifest consciously rather than being carried away with all your thoughts, your emotions and the experiences that are happening to you.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty spot <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And well with it.
0: And, um, no, no, to continue, I was going to just ask you, like, how, how it's helped you and uh, why is it important, mindfulness?
1: In the context of career, well, I mean, <sighs> first of all, I think when we're in a situation we do not like, this is quite obvious, but it's, it's, it's we don't want to overlook it. When we're in a career situation we do not like, there's we experience constant signals of that of that dislike, and even th- this is even we speak about these things all the time, like in society. But I don't think we really understand the fact that these are visceral emotional emotional experiences, and we don't really understand the power the meditation can can bring when we apply it to these experiences. So. Things like the Sunday night dread, you know, those feelings in the stomach, mm. or the thoughts about mm. your, your job, right? I think everyone has probably experienced that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Monday morning blues, you know, how are you feeling on a Monday morning when you wake up and you don't like your job and you've got five days of it? Uh, yeah, that's an emotional experience. And it's yeah. what you said, like, when we apply the three skills to that, we can find freedom in it. But also, it's what you said about the autopilot, we stop going on autopilot and we can actually sort of step back and see what's happening. And maybe it just, when we do that, we can actually start to see that it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't, we that we don't, we're experiencing those emotions and they're driving us. but. It doesn't have to be that way. And maybe that can just open a door and we can start asking ourselves, well, what would it be like not to experience this every Sunday night or every Monday morning or whatever? Um, I also think bringing mindfulness for me is really, helped me see, I mean, in in all contexts, but certainly in the context of career when I'm really not enjoying something I can, I'm really, I'm much more able to feel like the sensation of not enjoying it. And it's just information, it's information about yourself. And it's information you can use to guide your actions and decisions. And yeah, uh, certainly yeah. in Korea, we are very emotional. We have a lot of emotions and thoughts attached to our career. And if we can use them as information, as data about ourselves, then you know, I think we're on a much better we're in a much better position to take positive action rather than being swept away by them. What do you think?
0: For sure, yeah, I, I fully agree with you. And as you said, these, it's it's information, right? But then it's up to us to pay attention to this kind of information. So yeah, yeah. If, if you're feeling stressed, for example, me, I I was physically sick. Because I was so stressed and unhappy, and I felt like I was playing a, a fake role at work, which didn't resonate with who I really was.
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah.
0: I forced myself so much that my body got sick. I, I couldn't eat. I ended up in hospital, and because I didn't have the knowledge to to deal with the situation, and I wasn't mindful of what was happening and why. I just pushed myself to, and I stayed stuck in this job for eight years. Can you imagine the pain, eight years in a job that you hate and makes you feel sick and practicing mindfulness it's, it's really allowed me to open another door, as you said, and realize that, hey, it doesn't have to be like this every day. What other options do I have in my life? And if if there doesn't seem to be any options you can create them and see what you can do to to create these options
1: yeah i think
0: i think yeah
1: i think spending that much every day there's emotional effects like you just can't you can't repress your authenticity that much and not feel the effects of it and i think it's something that's quite normalized and that's why that's why it maybe goes under the radar a little bit, even though everyone experiences it to some degree, I imagine it's something that goes under the radar and unnoticed.
0: Yeah, I, I think people take it for granted and they, they perceive it as that's how life is, right? That's how life should be. And
1: yeah,
0: yeah. even like when, when I work with my, with my clients and I ask them, what is your definition of work? And you can see that the answers that start to come up is uh, work is something that I have to do. It's something that makes me feel stressed. It's something that brings me money. And okay, I understand that we all need to earn money, right, To, to survive in our society. But has it ever occurred to you that you can do a kind of work that you enjoy doing, that resonates with who you are? and also earn money that way. And when when they start shifting this definition of work, it starts opening new doors for them because we unconsciously, without knowing, we base our choices based on our beliefs and our definitions. So if I tell you, for example, to buy me dessert, you're going to buy me ice cream or chocolate. You're not going to buy me turkey or chicken because dessert, you understand what it is so if your definition of work is associated with something that's stressful painful unpleasant something that you you're obliged to do you have to do that's the kind of work that you're going to find unconsciously
1: yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely i mean thinking that as you speaking that uh, well one it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and uh, when you're in these kinds of careers, you you don't meet people who have passion and therefore your belief gets reinforced. And second of all yet, I would say with the mindfulness thing, although a lot of these things are unconscious, we do have conscious access to these thoughts about what we think. And if we can shine a light on that, on our beliefs, because beliefs are, all we have of beliefs are our thoughts, are the thoughts associated with them. And if we can shine mindfulness on those, then we can identify it as an object. It's oh, not yeah. something that we have to be identified with. I wanted to turn this around though, because there is a very positive aspect to this. It's not just about-
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: confident, right? So it's, you know, there is positive here.
0: Definitely. Yes, so for I, sure.
1: <laughs> I said there's two key things that are happening in our emotional world when we're in a job we don't like. First of all is all that unpleasant stuff, right? Uh, and you sounded like you had a really good mm-hmm. time. Uh, also, we have, and I can see this even in people who are, they're probably too old to change. I mean, too old to change with the current yeah. belief system. But even they have this and it's, it's thoughts and emotions and inner, like inner psychological material like, yeah, image related to our our ideal profession, right? And about a plan to set ourselves free and a plan to like make a career out of a passion of ours. And I think when we bring mindfulness to those, instead of repressing them, mm-hmm. which is something tell me, because you suffered for much longer than I did, but. I think we repress them if because we judge them as being like unrealistic or whatever but if we actually if we allow them to be that's the third skill of mindfulness is allowing these things everything in our experience to be there if we allow these things to be there they're going to strengthen and we're going to start to build an identity based on those thoughts and images and inspirations instead of the the negative and so that's the positive side of Mindfulness when you have a job you don't like is that, okay, you're suffering, but also you're having these ideas and often we repress them. And yeah, mindfulness helps you strengthen your connection to those things, I think. Can you relate?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, definitely. And I think it's, it's the first step, really, when you start becoming mindful of what's actually happening. Now you have a chance. Now you have an opportunity to make a conscious choice and you take over the driver's seat of your life.
1: Good. And, that's uh, a good way to, to describe it. To describe it. That's and,
0: a good way to describe it.
1: Um,
0: you, mentioned, you mentioned something in the beginning, which is a key word for me, which is something that's so important, uh, which is life purpose. You said that through your blog now, through your website, Um, you found your purpose, you feel like you're moving towards it and fulfilling it. And if you're not mindful of who you are, what makes you who you are, the qualities that you have, your skills, your passions, what you don't like even, how can you even get close to finding your life purpose, which is the, the most powerful driving force that will help you move mountains?
1: Well, absolutely, and when you, uh, yeah, when you're living in pain around your career, that authentic self—the one that sends up these thoughts and images and desires—it just gets repressed. And you think, I see this a lot actually, that people have an inkling or an idea or something like people that you wouldn't even expect to. You know, I'm talking about family members of mine who you would never who their idea of careers is very uh, you know, traditional, let's say. But even they have like these moments, but automatically they just kind of repress them. And I don't know what it's like in their first-person experience, like what they feel as they see these inspirations and ideas. But at least in the way they convey it to me, it sounds like, Immediately the judgment comes in, and they say, "Oh, I can't do it." Da 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 da. Here's a list of right. reasons why it happened. And to me, I don't know, but if you, in a mindfulness sense, we're talking about our first-person experience, there can only be repression there. Because if you're repressing it, if you're repressing it in sort of an intellectual way and in your conceptual way, you're probably repressing it emotionally and viscerally as well. And so. That's why that's
0: the yeah. power of yeah, I can totally resonate with that because even my family, they have very traditional uh, ideas of what a career should look like, and even when I told them that I was going to leave my corporate career and start this uh, my personal brand, my my entrepreneurship journey, they were thinking that I'm crazy and that it's never going to work and that I'm ungrateful for for what I have and that that I should stay in the secure job that I had. But I was like, um, uh, really, I feel it in the core of my being and I'm mindful of what's happening inside of me. Not a single cell in my body wants to continue doing this. And for the first time in my life, I'm going to follow my heart. And it's actually the best decision I could have ever made. And now seeing that they were wrong about it, i can see that they have regrets about their own choices
1: and as you
0: as you said it's sad and you can see that they they know that they could have done better with with their with their choices and it's just having being mindful allows you to to start which is why we're having this conversation today
1: (laughs) yeah you know what something that's just come up for me And I didn't realize this before to this level is that, like, I think literally everyone has something there. You know, that that inkling, that spark, right? But it's their voice. it's, Mm -hmm. it's, It's like, I don't know if it's like the karma of humankind or if it's like collective programming or whatever, you know, all of these other factors come in and they basically, it's like a tsunami effect, you know, and you, you just, you can't put your head above the surface. Uh, mm. I also think that it's part of, it's, it's part of our journey as, you know, someone like me who, whose entire family sounds like yours is part of our, own sort of karmic journey to find to go through all that ourselves and to come out the other side do you know what i'm saying yeah and it's break like the
0: patterns yeah what did you say and break the the patterns and it's like exactly. break the the karma exactly elevate
1: exactly yeah but i don't I, I want to go there. i
0: want to sorry <laughs> i w- i wanted to ask you i think this is very important for the viewers um what would you say uh like your favorite ways to practice mindfulness to help you develop the skill because i think that it's uh, something that people don't know how to work with yet
1: well look um you know when you think when the 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 common idea of mindfulness is like sitting down on a cushion and with your eyes closed kind of thing. And that is really important. And you know, if you practice these three skills, sitting down in silence on your own, it's it's like it's like driving a car on an empty road. So that when you're on a busy street you can actually manage the thing. And so I think this practice in stillness, practice in stillness is what I'll call it. It's when you're sitting down or you're you're stationary and you're just doing the practice, the mindfulness mm-hmm. practice. That's really important, but also when we're talking about, like, the Sunday night blues and the Monday morning feeling and all this and the emotions that we're going through at work, we have to bring that, those skills into our everyday life, and it's, it's something that I think isn't talked about as much as it should be, Mm-mm. Um, Definitely. I think people see mindfulness... I mean, this is... I think it has to be this way when you start out, in a sense. It's like when you're driving. You're not just going to go into the... (laughs) You're not going to drive 400 miles for the first time, but... Mm -hmm. Of course. That's what we want to get to. We want to get to the point where our immediate reaction, wherever we are, we're in the office, we're we're in the car, we're at the dinner table, whatever it is, our immediate reaction is to, to... apply these free skills or to apply the skills of mm-hmm. mindfulness and so yeah. actually my answer to that question would have been very different like a few years ago now my favorite time is when i feel the worst
0: because Ooh, for me that's, that's very it, brave. the
1: most i can grow <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: and also yeah.
0: it's so uncomfortable
1: what did you say sorry
0: it's it's so uncomfortable. It's a very brave thing to do to sit with your uncomfortable feelings.
1: Well, look, like, uh, <laughs> they're there. So what's your what's what's the choice? Like, what what else are you going to do? You know, it's what happens is it's like over time your threshold goes up. It's like when you're a child, and I mean, I don't drink alcohol, but I remember like the first time you try wine, you're like, Ugh, that's horrible.
0: Yeah. Well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the time you're, like, 20 or 30 or whatever, you're just... It's not, you know, it's enjoyable. I think it's a similar thing. Uh, it's like your taste change, your palate develops, to borrow, like, a culinary metaphor. And uh, you realise that yeah. it's, it's actually what you need to be doing. It's the yeah. work you need to be doing on yourself. What about yours?
0: I think... I think just like any other skill, it's a matter of practice. So like, I remember... I do different kinds of mindfulness uh, exercises, uh, like mindfulness meditation, journaling, and spending quiet time in nature. But for example, when I started doing mindfulness meditation, which I started doing like five years ago now, in the beginning, I was like, what am I doing here? What's happening? Like nothing is happening, literally nothing. But I was working with, with a coach back then to help me move through some difficult emotions. And he was just like, let's learn how to do this. Okay, so he was teaching me. And holy shit, man, like it changed my life. Like, and it's a skill that you develop and you don't know how powerful it is. I think that if everyone realized the powerful transformations, that mindfulness meditation, will bring about in their life, everyone would do it. And it's just, it sounds like such a simple task. You know, you're just sitting there paying attention to whatever your body is trying to communicate with you or what thoughts are going in through your head, how you're feeling and paying attention to whatever needs to, to be attended and resolved, right? (laughs) I good think, description. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> good description. Uh, you have some some interesting tools on your blog about mindfulness. Uh I found them like amazing.
1: Yeah, so do you. Um uh, <laughs> uh, well I've got like four or five articles. If anyone wants to go to my website, if you go to the com and you go to the free articles section and you go down to learn how to meditate. There's like four or five in there, four or five articles. It probably comes to about 15,000 words or something. And uh, I think one of them that's really relevant for our conversation here is one that's called negative emotions and how to skillfully deal with them. And that's really relevant to what we're talking about here. And it's just, it goes in a lot more depth. And yeah. Yeah. But so you've got some as well.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm on a mission here, as you can see, to try and promote mindfulness and meditation and making conscious choices in our lives so everyone can have... (laughs) I just want everyone to have uh, this beautiful transformation and to realize that Life can actually be better than you ever imagined if you only allowed yourself to dream, believe in yourself and make conscious, mindful choices. And I think this brings us to the end of this conversation. I know that we can go on forever, me and you discussing. (laughs) But uh, yeah, to conclude, if anyone wants to have more clarity about their passion, their life purpose and how to create uh, a service and to create freedom in their life, to be able to live life on their own terms. Just drop me a message. You can leave a comment on this uh, Insta Live as well and I'll be happy to help you and give you more details about this. And Ross, would you like to conclude as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, just to say that Uh, It seems really impossible, but it really is possible, and it's very, very, very worth it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I want to say, really, and thanks for the opportunity to chat.
0: Yeah, it was really a pleasure speaking with you.